The Lewis Duvall Experience is a production of Soul Magic Studios. Welcome everyone to the Lewis Duvall Experience. I am super delighted that you chose to be a part of this experience with me. You know, you could be doing anything right now, but you chose to spend it right here with me and I am super grateful that you did. I'm of course your host, Louis Duvall, and I tell you today is a special day because I get to sit down and speak to this wonderful, this amazing, this magnificent actress entrepreneur who I've admired for quite some time and she has honored me to come on the show today. So let's get into it, shall we? So my guest today, she has been a radio personality for Clear Channel, for Radio One, and an entertainment correspondent. She's an award-winning actress, and she's been in notable films and TV series such as Myra's Angel, directed by Hakeem Hudson, and very good friend of mine, Sky Dennis, The Book of Nimrod, created by the late Carla Morales, Atlantic City Chronicles, created by John Paxton Jr. and Andre Rodriguez, Split Second, directed by Tim Fontaine, Compromise, directed by Angelique Marshall, Fourth Quarter, directed by Jamar Hill, and critically acclaimed film, Boston to Philly, directed by Ralph Celestin, where she brilliantly plays the character Carolina, and won Best Actress at the Las Vegas Film Festival. Now, you can watch both Fourth Quarter and Boston to Philly right now on Amazon Prime. Now, that's just the tip of the iceberg. She's also a successful entrepreneur, where she focuses on her two passions, her coffee company, Cafe Mia, and her real estate business, where she's a licensed realtor in the state of Pennsylvania. So if you're ever need of buying a home, my guest got you covered. I mean, she is just an all-around damn good person. I mean, what more can I say about this amazing guest? Oh, she's a friend of the show. So besides the fact that she stays looking forever young, because every time I see her, no matter how many years go by or how many times that I've seen her on social media, no matter what, she stays looking the same exact way. I, get, I don't know what, what kind of secrets she's, you know, she's got some type of secrets going on. Maybe she'll, maybe she'll give it after the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, my fellow listeners, without any further ado, I present to you, don't hate the player, hate the game, bars, Miss Mia Mendez. <laughs> Mia! Let's go it on. Oh my gosh, that was like the best intro ever. Listen, listen, I, I gotta go, I gotta go right for the folks. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, OMG, all of that. <laughs> That's what we do. That's the experience. Uh, how, oh, thank how, you. How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm really good. I'm blessed. I'm I'm, you know. I think like so many, just grateful to have pulled through this whole pandemic, you know, season that we've been in and still kind of lingering, but all in all, I'm very well. I'm very well. Yeah. Listen, that, that, that just warms my heart. Uh, where on planet earth are you right now? Oh, I'm in Philly. I'm definitely in Philly now. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I moved back to Philly. So 
basically what happened was um, last, I think, we saw each other. I was living in Atlanta, and yes. I flew back to Philly. I flew back for the Philadelphia Independent Film Awards. And Shout out so, to Floyd Marshall for the uh, Philadelphia Yes, beautiful award ceremony with, with that a, it is. With a lovely Miss Mia Mendez. She was uh, strutting her stuff on stage that she always did <laughs> every year with uh, co-hosts. And, uh, what was, what's the, uh, he was a comedian. Um, Toure. Toure. Right, 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 right. Can't yes, forget that. Yes. Yeah. So, hilarious. So hilarious. Toure is so, anyway. Yeah, that guy. Is, yeah, it's he could actually have his... very easy to co-host with him because he's just so funny. That is but, like um, that's a that's a show in itself. Like we just talk about is. just him and you guys, just you two alone. Like, yo, let's just put the show on them. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely a good time. So I can't wait for you know to be able to do it again. Right. Know, obviously, with the pandemic, yeah. So yeah. can't wait to be able to do it again. But yeah, so I moved back to Philly. It kind of all happened in just the right timing in a sense because where I was in Atlanta, my lease was about to be up and I was already planning to move back to Philly. I had decided to come back home. So um, it kind of all just happened right around the same time. And I came back to Philly. I was pretty much on pause like many people, you know, not really knowing what to, you know, what to do day to day. Mm-hmm. and. That's when, honestly, you know, I've always had a, an interest in real estate, uh, you know, probably like many people on the networks, the shows, um, like the home improvement shows and the real estate lobby show and all that stuff on TLC. I just love watching people shop for homes and doing stuff like that. And I have owned property in Philly as well. So basically reading different articles, mm-hmm. one of the top 10 industries that was still booming throughout the pandemic was real estate and the, you know that caught my eye the that aha my moment eye. yeah that moment yeah the, the light bulb Bing. yeah that caught my eye and I was like you know what yeah I would like that so research what it was to go back to school for it it you know it didn't take too long the I'll tell you the the, the hardest part most people in real estate will tell you the hardest part is passing that you know your national and state exam uh. <laughs> That that's the that's that, the that's the stress. That's the one that keeps you up and makes you go to the dark liquor, yes. not the light liquor. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, congratulations, my dear friend, for Thank kicking you. kicking it and and taking names later. But you know what? Wait, wait we got to put a pause on this. Hold on. Sure. I got. I gotta. I gotta go back. We gotta go back. Like, you know, not often do when I get guests on the show, like. I get to tell them or, or, or at least share with them and have note, give them some notoriety and some recognition. Yeah. You just celebrated a birthday. I did. Happy yes, birthday. Yes, yes. Hey. <laughs> Thank Happy you so much. birthday. I did. Shout out to all my Aries. I am an Aries. And you know, it was, it was a good time. I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, so yeah. at some point of time, some point of time, you're gonna have to tell us the secret. Like I said, every single year I see you, it's like you reverse. I'm like, okay, she's another <laughs> one of the, of the Pharrell followers. She's a she's a Pharrellite. She's, she's going <laughs> she's going backwards in time. Like you could see images of late of early Pharrell, like back in 1822. Still mm-hmm. looks like Pharrell from now from then to now. He does. It's yeah, like, he what, really does. Like what in the world? So. Yeah, you got to. That's you gotta, a lot you of pass. pressure. You got the. That's a lot of pressure. Hey, but I thank you for the compliment. You're, you're, <laughs> fu- 
you're I could see you're a loyal follower. There are others like you. We need to know the secret because most <laughs> are walking around is like, why am I progressing forward? Like every day, it's like they, they you know, they go another 10, 7, you know, 7, 10 years. Yeah. And it's like, I'm I'm still in my 30s, gray hair and all this other jazz. So we, we got to know the secret. No, we I have family. I have uncles. Um, you know what's funny? <laughs> well, they probably wouldn't want me to say this, but... Um, <laughs> Oh, we get some juice. I have uncles, you know, that lost their hair in their early twenties. What? Yes, it was a, a. I remember my brother was like fearful of that happening to him, and it didn't. It, it didn't. Um, but he was pretty fearful of that. And and you know what's interesting? Ever since I was a little girl, I just knew them not to have hair. I didn't realize, you know, when you're little, you don't your your uncles and aunts are just older to you. Mm, mm-hmm. You don't really have a gauge on age. Right. So to me, they were my uncles. They didn't have hair, but they were older men, so they weren't supposed to have hair. I didn't realize at the age that I was that they were really only in their twenties. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's crazy. So that's my family story. Rogan. <laughs> Where was Rogaine with this? I know they were pissed off. They were like, where's the Rogaine? Where was this Rogaine stuff in my 20s? <laughs> I never, I would have never known that. That uh, Okay, so you have a brother. I do. I have an older brother, uh, just me and him. I am the baby, so uh, I tend to, I guess, be spoiled in a sense. Huh. But... <laughs> I'm a baby and I'm a girl, so I, yeah. You know. I, I often thought that you were the only child. I didn't know that. Huh. Oh, I, I learned no. something. You know why? Um, you know what? It's interesting because social media-wise, I hardly post my family. I don't know why that is. Like, I, lately, I've been doing it a little more. But when I was at first, you know, on radio and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and and heavily in in Philadelphia and social media became a thing, I just always thought about, I guess, just being cautious of what that brings. You know, I could go somewhere, I could go somewhere in Philly sometimes, and it only happens in Philly because this is where, I'll be honest, like the the majority of my following is Philly because I'm from Philly and I did radio here for so long. but I could be walking into, I don't know, a, a convenience store. I could be walking into Rite Aid or something, and someone might recognize me, especially when Instagram hits. <laughs> when Instagram, like before that, if you remember, social media before was just like Twitter. It was, so it was MySpace. It was MySpace well, for yeah, a, yeah, thousands of years. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling my age right there. Oh, Jesus. I done told no, my age. Wait, wait, wait. No, I had a MySpace. I did have MySpace. But, you know, with Instagram, there's so much more, like, it's just all photos and videos. So people really, really know you just, you know, by sight in that sense. Right. And I was always pretty private and, and stuff like that. Like, you know, people knew what, you know, my my um, hobbies and things like that. They knew about me, but I really didn't share too much family-wise. So that's probably why you never thought I had a brother. And that's the, hum- you know what? And that's what's cool is that's the humbleness about you too. It's like, there's always like, she, 
You ever hear the like the give a little leg and take it right back, give a little leg and then right, take it right back. Right. And so I was like, she give him a little something, something and then take it right back. But you and your mom are twinsies, yo. Like you guys are like oh, twins, oh, that's twin my city. Babe. Yeah. Oh, that's, thank you. Of all your family, I know that I'm like that's Mama Mendez right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know, I didn't. Same thing. I didn't realize, you know, how much I looked like her until. Seeing, I put like my college graduation picture up against her graduation picture. You know, Twins. she was, yeah. And I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa. So wait, 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 wait. We gotta go back now. So let me find out that Mama Mendez was sipping the Pharrell juice before Baby Mendez. <laughs> Baby, what? what? <laughs> hilarious. So, so it's Until a family affair. That. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't know. Now we all know. So it starts from mama. So she get it from a mama, people. That's what it is. She gets Absolutely. It from mama. Yes. Always. You know, so let me not leave my dad out, though. Well, he was a smooth one in his day. He was a, uh, okay. Okay. Oh, we can't leave Papa Mendez out either. You know what I mean? <laughs> Are you close to your folks? I am. I'm very close. Besides mom, people. I would say, I guess dad more so, because I always see mom. Yeah. Yes, um, I guess you could say I'm a daddy's girl. So, um, as most yeah. women are, yeah. And, and which and yeah, it's kind of you know when people joke about being spoiled and stuff like that. I always say, you know, it's his fault. And and I will tell you, I yeah, you know, hey, hey, like it's his fault. Like I don't know what to tell you, but um, I will say that. I don't consider myself spoiled necessarily with material things. When I say spoiled, I'm just spoiled with like a lot of love and attention. So my father has always been in my life. Obviously, you know, my mother has always been in my life and they're just really great parents. Um, they separated and divorced when I was really young, mm. but they just always remained just really loving parents. And I'll be honest, one of the things I noticed today in in, in parenting, especially with split households, that I don't understand. I don't understand um, when you have the mothers and the mother and the father just always bickering and mm. always mm. that that just wasn't my reality. Uh, so when I see that, it it it's it upsets me and it saddens me. Yeah, it, it's it's very it's uncommon. It's like, huh? You guys went through that? What? That's not. Yeah, it's like I don't understand, and especially when I hear someone say something negative to you know if I hear a mother say something negative about the father or the mm. father say something negative about the mother in yeah. front of the children I don't understand that at all I can honestly say to this day and I won't say the age I just turned but I'm grown <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we'll politely uh, say that you just turned 30 for the net for the next for the last what six years you just been 30 right, you just right, stayed, right. Yeah, it's it's stuck bit, at yeah. 30 because you can't Let's say you can't say 20 because 20 is like that's you you young young like, oh no oh, I don't nah, want to be that nah, young nah, I don't want to be nah. that young nah. and you can't be I like, like 40 ish because you know <laughs> The, just the number four alone, it's like, ooh, you know, it's close to the five. So People we'll just, are so scared of it. We'll yeah. just we'll just stick to the groove and keep you in the yeah. threes to say, yeah, she's been 30 for the last six years. So, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so for all of those 30 of years, um, one thing I have to commend my parents for, and I know that obviously we're all adults and they must have gone through what they've gone through in order to end up in a divorce, right? Mm. Um, but... I will say I have never heard my father say anything ill about my mother. I have never heard my mother say anything ill about my father. 
That's dope. And you know, yeah, and I, that's a beautiful thing. That's that, and that is uncommon. I, I was going to ask, you know, so for so what we have is we, we we do like what's called humble beginnings, and you mentioned mm-hmm. that you were you, you know Philadelphia, born and raised, uh, yeah. in the playgrounds where you spent most of your day. <laughs> where in Philly did you grow up? And I grew up in Albany. Did you? Yes. Interesting. What what yeah. was it? What was it like? in the Mendez household? Like, was it musical? Was it artsy? Like, cause you know, where everyone gets their beginnings from like where they are from, you know, their journey in life. You know, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm often so curious as to how did it, how did things unfold for your, for that moment for when you were destined to be who you were supposed to be. So wow. what was it, what was it like in the, in the, uh, I don't know. I'm calling it the Mendez household because that's your last name. So yeah, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't want to disrespect. But if I, you know, if it's something else, let me know. But yeah, yeah the Mendez household. How was it like? Um. Wow. So there was definitely music. My mother was definitely that Saturday cleaner with Soul Train on. Um. No yeah, way. Um, she I had Don Cornelius I, on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Were you doing a party line walk <laughs> while she was cleaning? Were you like, oh, yeah, go ahead, dust that, we, dust that shelf, we, mom, well, let's do it. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you, no, because we were a part of the Saturday cleaning. My mother did not allow us to just enjoy our Saturday in that sense. Gotcha. So we had, a, we had a chore as well. Like, obviously, we weren't going as hard as she was. Right. But right, I remember right. uh, I remember dusting the uh, baseboard of the house, you know, the wooden baseboards. I remember doing the dusting. And, you know, um, I think at that time back then in the house, we did have carpet. So, yeah, the vacuuming. and But it was more like if it was Saturday, we did do the Saturday morning cartoons. But at some point, the music was playing, and now I'm cleaning my room. My brother's doing his room, and she's doing more so like living room, dining room. She's she's tackling that. But yes, there. So there was a lot of music growing up. There was, you know, definitely a lot of salsa. So for those that you know know La India, used to play a lot. I still love La India to this day. Um, everyone always knows Mark Anthony is always getting played. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I grew up uh, in in that realm with, you know, family parties and things like that. We did have Sunday dinners. We, you know, at my grandmother's, we did have Sunday dinner. Um, I'm trying to think my, yeah. So my, my, and again, my father, you know, did not live with us, but I can remember just you know random days throughout the week where because he didn't live far okay. so I, I can remember random days throughout the week where he would drop in after work to either like drop off dinner maybe he decided to pick up stuff and bring us dinner or um yeah different things like that they they again my parents had a good rapport so I, I did I saw my father often well who was who was like the person who saw your artsy side? Like, who's who nudged you know who nudged the other person? Like, oh, this you know, you see this girl? You see what she's doing? <laughs> wow, you know what? I will say this. It, it, I remember young way back, and I don't know why I thought this, but I wanted to. I wanted to sing. So, can, can you sing? Can you I sing? Can't. I, I can't. I mean, I'm sure I need, can hold like hold a on. note. Hold on. Here we go. No, I'm here not we, even here we go. Here we go. 
I'm not even going to do it. Here we go. There's some music for you. Go ahead. Just bust it. <laughs> no, I'm not because I can't. I'm like a grown person now, and I know that I can't. I tell people all the time. Even when I was on radio and they were like, I'll be in a studio and I might be humming along on something and singing something. They'd be like, Mia, go ahead. I'd be like, no, I stay in my lane. I talk. I talk. Y'all pay me to talk over here. <laughs> One of these days. One of these days. It's going to be. And like, I love theater. I love theater, you know, and I love live performance. But that was the one thing. I'm like, I, I could never do Broadway. I can't sing. I can't. Can or won't? I mean, that's a that's a really thin line between the two. You know, there's people that know. there's people that can that don't show it or don't don't display it because they no, think, I honestly don't think that I can. Uh, if, right, if I yeah, could, okay. I think it, it's because you have to realize in wanting to act, it's it you know, especially early on when I first started training, um, you know, it was good to put that on your resume, right? If yeah, I could, yeah. I would have put that down, but that's not on there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put it down, but I was not about to play myself. So I was like, that's not happening. I feel the same. But it took a long time for me to, it (sighs) took a long time for me to um, delve into acting because I knew, I knew as a little girl, it was always what I wanted to do, but I didn't tell anyone. Mm. So I, I honestly didn't give my parents the opportunity I guess you can say to nudge me in that direction I didn't showcase or tell them that it was something I wanted to do I was really shy so and I guess I was raised with the mindset of stability Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you know I just kind of did what was quote unquote right. You know, I got good grades. I went to school. I went to high school. After high school, I went to college. I just, you know, Where'd you go to college? the ladder. I went to Temple. You went to Temple? Oh, yeah. I yes. saw that. I did see that. <laughs> I saw that. I am silly all day. No, <laughs> you really, you, oh, yo, you are Eagles the whole nine. That's what's good, I though. Am, <laughs> I am. I am. I really am. When did you, so, uh, when did you graduate at Temple? I can't, I can't tell you. You gotta get my age. Oh, that's right. That's right. We'll just say it's, my- we'll just say between blase blah to blase blah. But she's not. <laughs> it's been it's been a minute. I if it was it was oh, before. One day I'm gonna stop doing that though. If it one was before I'm, 2000, then we know that you know, it, that's common. It it's, was not. It was not before 2000. I'll say that it was not. Okay. 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna crack the code. I'm gonna crack the code. <laughs> it was not. Were you doing? Were you doing a lot of radio at Temple? No. See, that's the crazy part. Let me tell you this. Okay, I'll try to make this short. But so I, from a very young age, knew I wanted to act. I was just shy and scared to do it. And I thought in my brain, like, acting was, you know, just a dream. It wasn't something you really went after. Mm -hmm. I had to find a real, you know, a real career and be stable and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, okay. And I remember looking at the college applications and looking at majors. And I remember nothing really standing out to me. I didn't have an interest in anything really. I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And I would see theater and I'd be like, but I can't major in theater. Like, I just thought I can't do that. Now, looking back on my life, I wish I would have majored in theater and started then. But right. I started acting. I started acting even after college. I had graduated from college. That's how I ended up in radio. Because 
I I said to myself, I saw huh. broadcast communications. I saw broadcast communications, and I thought, well, I'll probably like that because that's kind of something to do with TV. That's kind of in the realm of, but it's more stable. I can have a job in broadcast. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, that was my thought process. And when I first went to Temple, I was looking at being a news anchor. I can see that. Really, I can see that. (laughs) I can see that. That's really what I was going for. And it wasn't until my senior year, I had an internship at Channel Three, and I had an amazing manager that I was working under and mentor. That while I was there, you know, I went into different departments. But when I was under her, it was public relations. Okay. So I was in different departments, and what I realized was. I didn't want to be on TV saying the news every day because it was just, for me, it was too negative. Mm, okay. And it, okay. Didn't, it didn't fit my personality. I said, I, I can't say this stuff every day. That's not, I, I couldn't envision it. Right. So, right. but by this point, I'm a senior. So it's like, I can't change my base. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to face another two, two and a half years staying at right. Temple being a super duper senior. <laughs> right, yeah. right. I was like, I can't change my baby now. I guess I'm going to just graduate with this. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, so, so then, uh, what, what, well, was, was like, okay, like, a lot of us that are actors, you know, and I'm including you in, hey, you're an award winning, so listen. You shout outs, Thanks. shout outs to your performance, and um, I'll get to that, you know, later down the pike. But that uh, that moment, like, so let, let's let's just say, so you graduated, like you said, you graduated from Temple. When was that defining moment? When you just said, you know what, the heck with this. Um, I can't. I, I don't want to do the nine to five. You know, which most mm-hmm. of us probably would have done. I can't do the nine mm-hmm. to five, or even if I'm doing a nine to five, it's plantation. So I don't want to do that work because I'm making someone else mm-hmm. rich. I'm not invested mm-hmm. in myself, so I gotta, I gotta do something. I gotta get something popping now. Like I gotta get something moving now. So, for most of us, it's like that moment of wanting to be. Like when did, when did it, when did the bag of bricks hit you? Um, it was in actually being let go from being laid off from radio. Wait, 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 wait! You were so, laid off from radio? Are you serious? Oh yes. No way. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Get out of here. No, you're lying. I'm sorry. We're stopping the show. Stop. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. (laughs) Thanks so much. We're done with the (laughs) show. Are you serious? They What? Yes. Let me think. One, two, three times. So. From the same people or company? Oh, oh. Well, I think, let me think. Twice from the same company, but different stations. Because you know what radio, you go from city to city. Okay. So. Um, yeah, but no, in all honesty, if there's any radio personality you speak to, they have been laid off. You have not been a true radio personality if you have not been like that. Like, (laughs) it's just part of, you know, that's why you see so many move around. Right, okay, okay. And early in my life, you know, I was willing to do that. So So that's a rite of passage. There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's just like, yeah. Yeah, it's what happened. Gotcha. A a prime example, there's plenty. Oh, wow. The prime example is um, uh, Charlemagne. Look at how his, his career has gone, but he was let go from Philly. 
Mm-hmm. And look, you know what I mean? That's it's just right. Of, you know what I mean? It's just kind of, it's just, it's just your past. It's just your past. <laughs> I could dig it. I could dig it. But yeah, I, I would, it would be like such a dis- disservice to someone who is a up and rising, you know, someone that they can just polish and groom and be a part of the people mm-hmm. because, you know, you're, you're of the people you're, you're Philly homegrown. So to let someone yeah. go like that, to me, it's like, that's got to be a crushing blow. But to I guess that was the blessing. Well, yeah. For At that point for me, yeah. Because let me tell you what radio, what radio did for me. Radio, I never, and this is the weird part. I always tell people, I never wanted to be on radio. I kind of fell into it. Really? I, another because, yeah. Another mind blow. I, I would have uh, yeah. never thought that. Now I loved I loved it once I was in it. Right. But okay, I had no okay. idea it was what I wanted to do. Like I basically graduated with this degree in broadcasting and knew I didn't want to be a news anchor. So coming out of college, I took a radio promotions job. Like, you know, when you're outside the stores with the table doing right, the giveaways. Right, 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 right. I did that. I was, you know, I'm doing that. I'm thinking to myself, what could I do in radio? And again, I still had the mindset of, of stability. So I thought to myself, well, if I start in promotions, then I can be a promotions coordinator, then I can be a promotions director, then I can be a marketing director, and then I can, you know, I was thinking that, gotcha, right? Gotcha. So then, um, shout out to, again, um, some Philly legends. I've, I've worked with some amazing Philly on-air personalities, and early on when I was in promotions, that was when... Uh, the hot boys were huge, mm-hmm. and you, um, you remember you remember Pooch. I remember Pooch, remember absolutely, Pooch, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Poochie Mikey Dread, yeah. Yes, yes. So I was doing promotions back then, and it was for Clear Channel, which is now iHeart. Uh, and basically, it was Pooch that he would tell me all the time, like Mia, why don't you do an air check? Why don't you do an air check? And for those that don't know, air check is just a demo right. of being on air. Right. And right. so he's like doing air check, blah, blah. and he used to be on me about it. And I was like, eh, eh, I don't know. He's like, I think you should do it. I think you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, eh, whatever. So I used to board up, like run board for the syndicated shows. Okay. And so when I at night when nobody was really around, you know, the production rooms were pretty, you know, empty at that point. I started putting together an air check. Wow. I just started, I started messing around with it and I really like, was like, oh, I think I like this. And that's how I got into radio. I started sending my demo out. My first radio gig was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I, I left Philly rem- and went to Tulsa. I remember seeing that. How the heck was Tulsa? Yeah. Was that a, a whole culture shock or just a, how was that? You know what? Um, it was it was great. I think the people in Tulsa. I just remember thinking how nice everyone was coming straight out of Philly. Right. <laughs> I just remember thinking like these everyone is so nice. Like I was I I always comes to mind. I was in Walmart and I'm looking at um I'm looking at phones. I'm looking at phones in Walmart. And this lady in the aisle just started talking to me about like which one she liked and that she bought and now like it was really good and blah blah blah. And I had a moment where I was like, Why is this woman talking to me? <laughs> like Because you fa- nobody like, does that in Philly. Like your family. Like, you know, she just pulled yeah, you like you were like, like a cousin or something. Yeah. 
I was just like, wait, why is it? And then it, it hit me. And I'm like, oh, she's just so, and you know, I am personable. You know what I mean? I just wasn't used to that approach. Right. Gotcha. So, gotcha. so, you know, I fell right in line. I'm like, oh, okay, duh, you know, I'll talk. So, <laughs> <laughs> So Giving advice, right talking in. about something. No, you know what? No, not that color. Go get, go get the red one. That that matches your skin tone. That like, that goes great. Yeah, that's dope. So I could all right in line, and yeah. So Tulsa was great I, for me. It was just, um, you know, too. I'm more of a city girl, so it was too slow for me in that sense. I knew that I wouldn't stay there, but my show was a lot of fun. I had a lot of freedom with that show, so it was a lot of fun, and the people, my coworkers, and stuff were great. That's dope. I enjoyed, yeah. That's dope. From Tulsa, Oklahoma, coming back to Philly, or did you go someplace else? From Tulsa, I went to Hartford, Connecticut. Went to Connecticut. Okay. Yes, I went to Hartford, so I came back to the came back to the East Coast, per se, as they say, up north. And um, cold. Yeah. So, right, which was fine with me. I was excited. I was, you know, cool with. I was in Hartford for two years, and that station flip format so I came back to Philly and I was in Philly for a little a, a hot second but that's when I was like you know what I think I worked part time on Power 99 while I was here I, but that that was very short lived I remember that that was short lived just for a second yeah. I do remember you being on Power 99 for just a short yeah. second yeah that was short lived I was part time there uh, and that's when I decided to go after acting because what basically what happened you know God does everything for a reason so Basically, what happened was being on radio helped break me out of my shell. Mm. So, whereas I now had the confidence to go after acting. Before that, I was way too shy. Gotcha. I was scared to get in. I was scared to get in front of people. I was. This how scared I was. I tried to take acting classes at Freedom Theater. Okay. This is this is before radio. This is while I was at Temple, I believe. Uh, I and I went to the very first class. I had already paid everything. Went to the first class, and so it's like an introductory class. Everything's fine, and the assignment for the next class was to get up and recite a monologue. I was so scared to do that, to get up and do a monologue. I never went back. No way. Paid and all. I, yeah, I just didn't go back. I was so scared. What was I the... was like? I can't. All right, so now I'm intrigued. What, what do you remember the monologue? I think we just had to pick one. Okay, it wasn't like okay. an assignment. It wasn't a sign. So I just, yeah, I just didn't pick one. I didn't. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going back. But just the thought of you going in yeah. front of people. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't have it. I didn't have it then, and this is before radio because I was still in college. So it took radio to help me with, you know, to build the confidence to be like, okay. I can get up here because my, you know, on radio, I'm talking on the air, but right, also, right. and it's nerve wracking to talk on the air, but it's a little different because you're still in a room and nobody's looking at you. Right. But it's you not, know what I mean? it's not, an, it's, there's no eyeballs. It's just earlobes. That's just, you know, tuning in, but right. it's still the same. But I had events. I had events I had to host because of radio. Like mm. I remember the first thing, the first comedy show I had to introduce someone. Um, I was really nervous. I was in Connecticut. I was really nervous to even get on stage and introduce <laughs> someone. Um, 
yeah, different stuff. It's little by little, I started to gain the confidence. And now I'm hosting different, you know, grand openings for things. I'm hosting different, even clubs. I'm hosting, you know, I was just hosting more and being in front of people more that at that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Wow. How did you, okay. So there, there's gotta be like, what, what was the, what was the internal conversation that you had to say, all right, all right, girl, come on, we we can do this. We gotta get yourself together. Get it together. What was you that? Know what? what was the what was the internal talk like? Because I can only imagine, like, do, all right, well, this ties into this one. Like, do you remember your first audition for acting? That was it. Uh, I don't remember it as like as far as what it the I guess the the client, but I know it was for a commercial. And it was in New York. And okay. it was a quick, you know, how you just go in the room, you do what you do. And right, it, right. It, you know. Right, right, but right. It, but it was definitely a commercial, and it was in New York. Probably in, oh, what's the studios in New York that used to hold all of the, oh. They probably have been there. Either, they, either they've been uh, moved on or there's other companies that have been acquired. I don't know. Do you remember um, what year that was? Uh, da, da, da. Oh, I can't even remember. You asking me for a lot. <laughs> So now that's um, creep. That number has now went from thirty to thirty six now because she's having senior moments. Just a little bit of senior oh, moments. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know what's crazy? The studio actually, because I'm still a member because I used to. It was like a studio in New York, a building where you could uh, auditions would be held there, but also you could rent the space for rehearsal if you were rehearsing huh. for something. Okay, you could rent it. Uh, it's it'll come to me, but okay. Uh, but yeah, so it took radio to break down my shell and then go after acting. Nice. So that's how that's how that happened. Did you get called back? If you remember, that's only no. if you remember. No, <laughs> that's crazy. No, no, I don't think I've ever gotten a call back for a commercial um, in New York. No, I've never gotten a call back for a commercial in New York. Not that I've gone on that many auditions because then the way radio, the way my career ended up going with radio, I ended up coming to Philly and doing radio full-time here mm-hmm. and then I was on the air I was on the air like six days a week so my time frame for things was a little different and that's how I started doing more independent work in Philly gotcha. and the Boston to Philly and everything like that like I started doing things here well Boston to Philly was later on like you were doing other independent yeah. work beforehand so like because uh, I, I caught you caught my eyeball like you got on my radar on and compromised okay that's yeah. what I caught yeah. my that's what the radar I was like who is this who is she who is this person <laughs> and I was so you know alright nerd moment just a little nerd moment so like my first introduction to Floyd and you know Angelique and all them there was at a, it was at a different film festival. And okay. I remember Floyd reaching out to me to doing the uh, the poster for Compromise. He was like, hey man, you know, can you do the poster? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. So when I actually got to see the film, you know, he's like, you know, I'll let you see the film so you can get ideas and inspiration for the poster. I said, okay, yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I was like, okay. I, I knew of certain people, but when I, I, mm-hmm. I was like, Who's this? Is she an assassin? Is she trying to kill people? She looks really, really. She's like she's doing her job way too well. Like she likes doing this job, <laughs> this this role way too well. So, <laughs> so 
Was that your first first independent gig, or was there something before that, or was that like the the breakout for uh for you in in terms of uh, acting? My my first first was Split Second. Split Second, okay. With Tim Fontaine. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. My first one was, and I was a detective in that. Um, and then it was compromised. Yeah, Split Second was my first first I, one. Yeah, I I didn't get to see that one at that time. So it was like compromised and other projects like after that, I circle mm-hmm. back around. I actually thought that split second was after, um, like after compromise or further down the line. When I realized oh, that no, you, that was, that was yeah, I had, yeah. I didn't, I had no idea that the arrangement was split second, then compromise. I thought it was compromised, then split second, but yeah, I can, you know, you as a detective, man, it's like, I could see, it's like you, guns, and violence. Like, what? <laughs> it was, it was, so crazy. It was such a, it was such a great feeling to see, you know, and, and, and just, I remember when I would see performances, you know, that steered away from the typical, you know, person or either you're this mm-hmm. type of character in this particular, you know, and it just travels with you from project yeah. to project yeah and it's crazy that even in independence you get typecast but for you it wasn't yeah you know that that was a breakaway then i'm glad that i got to see that but you know i you know i, I could have seen you know I, I, it's not a problem to see you you know be, you know, if you wanted to beat somebody up or you know try to put some you know put a stronghold <laughs> on someone because you know and seeing you in real life it's like you're teeny like you're you know you're short so to see someone yeah. that's short and to see someone well i won't say short vertically you know, I am sh- no, v- vertically yeah, challenged, I, or every well to me, everybody's short. I personally like short better. Vertically challenged. <sighs> vertically, well, everyone's short to me, and vertically challenged to me. So I, don't know, I, mean, yeah, I feel you. That's like that's like everyone's tall to me. So you know. But I was, cr- I, was every- I was just amazed by you know seeing the the difference in your in the shifting in in, in your you know in your Thank performance you. wise. Yeah. But you know, a little firecracker, you know, here and then, you know, every now and again, like I could have I could have seen you in the wire. I could have seen you in, you know, some other project like uh like That's a, dope. I could have seen you in something like that cuz you fit that, you know, that tough tough girl like no don't f with me mentality, you know, I, I'm here, I'm going to clean up this city like the you know, I could yeah, I could have seen that. But Yeah. seeing you <laughs> break out to something completely different in emotion i remember here's something do you remember like there were certain at times it was like hey i need feedback about my performance um you know here's here's me what do you think and i remembered saying should i say something should i not should i do something you know this is me and mendez we're talking about here you know you say something crazy she made these like look at you like who the hell are you you know some side eye and i said you know what the hell with it i'm gonna go for it and i remember i said something to you i'm like i am so glad to see you doing other types of looks and other types of emotional type of characters or just something different because not being typecast is something that was always circulated around philly so crazy question though what was the <clears throat> what was like the the vibe or the feeling when you got the call back for boston the philly oh man when i oh i was like elated i was so elated 
I, I tell Ralph this. I've said this to him before. Walk us through um, that, yeah, you because know, th- that's yeah, the, it's a, it's such like, a great it's such an emotional it's a roller coaster. Like it's you could go up and down with this real hard if you don't sit still, you know. But I, yeah. I'm just curious. <laughs> walk us yeah. through that. So you so you audition? So, did you audition in Philly or did you audition somewhere else? It was Philly. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was. I want to say like somewhere around University City, he had uh, rented a space. Okay. But uh, I and and it was just random. I saw somehow I saw a posting like on Facebook for this film being done, and so I submitted, and you know he sent me back the slides, and then he also asked me to prepare a monologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I had, you know, I did that. And when I got there, I did the monologue first. And then, then I did the actual scene. I did a scene and it, it felt good, but you know how you just never know. Like, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, like, did, I, like did I do it right? Did I think, I think I did. I think I did it right. I was right. like, I don't know. Like, it felt good, but I, I wasn't really sure. I didn't know, you know, had anybody else shown up. It didn't seem like there was a lot of people auditioning, but, you know, who knows. Right, right. So, um, you know, so then I left, and I remember I was <laughs> on the elliptical in the gym when I found out. <laughs> <laughs> of all places, you know, just diddly-doo, diddly-doo, diddly-doo. <laughs> I was like on the elliptical. Um but no, I was elated because, again, I thought you're always getting let go. You know, you get let go on radio here and there. And I had just got let go from Philly Radio. The station had flipped formats, and we were all laid off, like a wow. bu- like a, a bunch a bunch of us. Wow. So I had just like got laid off. So now I'm going to be on unemployment or whatever. And I was really at a place of like contemplating: Did I want to relocate? for radio again did I want to continue and I remember feeling like I didn't at that time I was like no I don't think I want to keep moving and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and I was like I just need I really want to focus on my acting on my passion this is really what I radio was a is was a fun career is a fun career but it wasn't my passion Okay. You know, okay. like, you know, I enjoyed it. It's in no way a bad way to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but it was like, I still had a passion for acting. It's like, no, but this is what I want to do. So, um, yeah, it just was perfect timing. I tell Ralph all the time, it like saved me because it gave me purpose. Like I had to get up and I had to, you know, build this character. And she was a character. Philly's a character with so many layers. Right. Um, that it was fun. It was fun to play her. It really was fun to play her. Did you know what emotional depth that you had to get to to bring that character out? Like, did were you prepared for that? Like, it's never. You know, when you read the script, you know you read the script, but there mm-hmm. then then it gets to the point where you're like, holy holy crap! I gotta I gotta really bring it. Like, I gotta. This scene requires to go there. Like were you pre- mm-hmm. were you prepared for that, or if you and and if you were aware of that, like how did how did it come out? Like, did you just say I'm letting go? Like I'm I'm just curious of the of that day, the day that was on set that you that you actually performed it, or was it when you said you know just studying the lines over and over again? Like when did that part of you just say said I gotta get it, I gotta bring it? I 
think, I think that for, and everybody, you know, gets to those emotional places differently. Right. But the way I was trained and what I was taught was most times, if you build the character correctly, if you really do the work in building the character, and when I say build the character, I mean moments that are not in the script. Mm, right. I, I built my, you know, in building, you know, there's an emotional scene. There's a, well, there's a few emotional scenes with my character, Philly, and the boyfriend that no one really knows about. Right. 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 And he's in, he's in a wheelchair and like what occurred to him. So, I had to build that, build our history, build our childhood. Why was I so connected to him? Because mind you, I was young. This is prior to college. Mm. I was going into college already connected to him. Mm. So I had to really think about if I'm an 18-year-old, what would connect me to this young man mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so deeply at 18? You know, what, what would connect me? So there's some backstory that I did for myself, some writing that I had to do for myself as to our childhood, how I met him. And, you know, if I think back on it now, you know, I placed it, you know, obviously meeting him in the neighborhood, but what connected us as like best friends, as little kids, what occurred in his life that only I knew, like nobody knows this, but me, or nobody knows this about me, but him, what connect? And I mm. think that's the backstory a lot of times you have to do with those more emotional, heavier characters, because what, so that way, when you're in the moment, you know, and this happens to him, or you're in the moment and I have to make a decision mm -hmm. that I might feel that I feel would hurt this individual. Um, in the moment you, those emotions naturally come because at the end of the day, I love this man. Mm. You know, mm. but I think that if you don't build that backstory, it is going to be kind of surface and then you got to find a way to make yourself cry. You're on the set like, OK, thinking, you know, I hear people joke about thinking about, you know, um, <laughs> a, 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 a like a pet that passed away. Right. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and don't it's not, get me wrong. And it's, it, it comes off sometimes as one dimensional or very like, oh, OK, here we go. Here's the tears. OK. And, but it's yeah, not it's so, not a connecting cry. Right. So I think for for characters like that, uh, it's really just about building the backstory, the history before the film even started. What's my history with him before, you know, that first scene? How did I get to this place with him? Um, and then even for me to connect to Ralph's character, to Boston, what made me connect to him? And it, it ties from that because my my adolescence in a sense and what I've gone through with with the boyfriend is so heavy for a teenager. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's just so heavy. So like there's he you know, Boston served as like just that getaway in a sense. And yeah, but yeah, to say I say all that to say, but yes, it was just building the backstory so that when I was in character in those scenes I can really feel for this individual. You have to pat yourself on the back like a thousand times over because from that winning an award so, you know, that I don't take any awards lightly. I don't care where it's coming from, who's presenting it, whatever the case is. An award is an award is yeah. an award. So 
pat yourself on the back. Like when I found Thank out, I was like, holy shit. You know, once you know, one small step for man, another step to go into the Oscars, and they, you know, there it is, right? Were you? And I was so shocked. Oh my god! It well, was such a, I, listen. I'm sad that I'm sad. I actually, I actually wasn't there. Oh, Let me tell you. Yeah, they... I actually was not. Ralph was there. Ralph accepted it on my behalf. Okay. Okay. Um. So we already he start... gave an amazing speech. We're starting already. Where you're not showing up at the Oscars, knowing that you got an Oscar. No. No. I'm just but joking. no. Let me tell you. <laughs> I wanted to go, but again, you gotta remember, like this is all in a time frame of like, um, long story short. Basically, I couldn't afford to go. I had went to, because we were, uh, I will say this, kudos to Ralph and, like, the work that he put in behind the scenes in getting Boston to Philly into a lot of festivals. Right. We were we were on the run. And I went to some, but I couldn't make all of them. And the Las Vegas one came up at a time where I think I had just went to a different one. And I was uh... like, I can't keep doing the, I, I can't keep doing these plane tickets. I can't keep, <laughs> like, like, I just, and, and this is the God honest truth I was so I was so excited that I was nominated I was like oh my god this is awesome but one of the other women who was nominated is amazing and I just thought I was like you know what the fact that I'm in the same category with this woman right I'm cool right right and right so I didn't envision winning um yeah, I just wow. didn't envision because she's she's yeah she's remarkable. She's 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 um, you know a, a well known actress. So I just and I'm like they're gonna sit there like who's Mia Mendes? You know what I mean? <laughs> so right. I just didn't see it happening, and then it did. And I remember I was uh, I was I think I was like at a family member's house, and my phone starts ringing, and it's Ralph, and he's FaceTiming. And I knew he was at the festival. Right. So I'm like, why would Ralph be FaceTiming me right now? <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the phone and I'm thinking in my brain in this split second, I'm like, no way. Like, no way. Wow. And I hit it. And when I answer the phone, he's like running down a hallway and he's like, Mia, you won. You. He was so like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would pay good money to see that. You know what? The cool part yeah. is the cool part is I'm gonna I'm trying to get Ralph on the show. So I, I'm gonna ha I'm gonna ask him oh. that question. I'm definitely gonna ask yeah. him that question. What was in yeah. your head that time when when she won? I, so I'm gonna let him give me that the juice like, on that. Oh my god, I was just like, Are you kidding? And then I'm like jumping up and down with him. But <laughs> it was just like he had just finished um, accepting and saying the speech so he had just finished and he came off the stage and he like went out in the hall to call me and I just couldn't believe it I was I was I had layers of moments because I had a moment of of just like super happy super grateful and then I did have that moment of like sadness like oh I missed it mm. I just didn't even think I was gonna win I was like and let me tell you, you know how you try, uh, you know, I'm trying to do the right thing, blah, blah, blah. Like, going back, I was like, I should have just put a plane ticket on my credit card. 
Mm. Like, why didn't I? I just, you know, mm. I just was like, I don't want to be, you know, spending my, you know, whatever. Don't be hard on like, yourself. You know, yeah, Brad, I just had that moment. Brad Pitt I did it. I had that moment of sadness. Yeah, but. Brad Pitt did it. You know, so many other actors, they've done it. It, it. it happens, you know, and they've won. And they're like, you know, they couldn't be here. But you know what? The fact that you won. And what's what's telling about it is that who you're in the the who were you running you know with, to me it's like I think that was the arrival moment. That was like yo, she's arrived. Was when I read that I was like this 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 right here she done won, and yeah, that, again I don't take any awards lightly, none whatsoever because that's just a notch on your on your belt like so I, I again i say this to say pat your pat yourself on the back a thousand times over because that's not that's just not every day you get awards man you just don't you know yeah, and that's and true for such that's a true. for such a you know such a charismatic individual as yourself such a humble person you know playing an emotional character you know in in that kind of realm i i was you know that once again this is why I geek out because <laughs> undercover, maybe you don't know, maybe you do. I've always been a fan and I'm like, from afar, I'm like, yeah, she's going to be there. She's going to be yep, not just one small step and she'll be walking someone's carpet and runway for SAG awards <laughs> and all that other good stuff. But you know, quick, but I, you that know, would be dope. I can see it. I can see it. I'm going to keep saying it. I can see it. Um, when when I worked on uh, just to shift gears for a second, because this is I don't want it, it's not to steal away from the emotion, but it's uh, it's just a call back to someone that I think that um, I'm curious about when working with certain uh, directors or working with certain people. Um, mm-hmm. Like for me, when I was working on Twenty One Bridges, uh, I I had no clue. Like I had zero clue of Chadwick's health condition at all right i was like i was like you know when i first seen him up in person you know up close and personal i'm like holy crap this is black panther i'm 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 right here next to black panther this is crazy i said ah but maybe he, i'm gonna see if he wants a cheesesteak because this bride looks like he needs a cheesesteak <laughs> you know he, i'm a i'm a treat him i'm like bro i think you need to just like just slug as I'm just slug a slide you just cheese thing go ahead bro just uh-huh. go ahead and take it you, you you will thank me later but I didn't do it I wasn't the groupie because you know at that point we all did not know but I was curious um the book of Nimrod now when I saw this series you know it was it was such a first of all the title alone the book of Nimrod it's like within itself extremely powerful title uh, mm-hmm. created by uh, the late and great Carla Morales um, yeah. who I when I, I I met her I saw her at, you know at the at the film awards I'm like shaking her hand like yo you're dope if you ever need anything she's like yeah 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 DM me you know or send me a message yes. you know, we go from there because she was like I don't I need all the help I can get I'm like you got it whatever you need I, I'm at your disposal and then boom gone um it's it's like a blow to the mind, but I've never got the opportunity to work with her. So what was it like working mm. with her? You know what? She's so selfless. Um, mm. 
Yeah, she's so selfless. And on set, I what was awesome to me was she she obviously yes gave you your directive and what she was you know what she's thinking, but she kind of lets you go. Okay. Okay. She's, yeah, like she she lets you go, and and you know I, if you do something with you know too left or something that maybe it is not in her vision, I'm sure she'll pull you aside and say, you know, how about this or that? But in general, um, yeah, she just allowed you to be in your creative space and she put everything she had, Mm. everything in her into the book of Nimrod. When I tell you like every ounce of her energy, her spirit, her soul, it just, to me, when I was around her, um, it was just her baby and she was doing anything and everything to make sure these episodes came to fruition. And that's why I can, I can honestly, when you said she's like, yeah, DM me. Yeah. yeah that was her. <laughs> it was right it outside. Was. It was right outside yeah. the best of you. And I'm like, congratulations. I really loved it. You know, if you need anything, she's yeah. like, yeah, 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 please. Here's my stuff. You know, just frame request me right now. Let's do it. And I'm like, okay, yes. cool. And that's and that's how she was, uh, you know. She was willing, and again, she was willing. I think I would think that a lot of people could say this, you know. She was willing to put people on and work with people that you know might not have had any experience. You wow. know, she's just yeah, she's willing to see what you got. You know, she was like, let's you know, let me let me put you in and see what we you know see what you got. Um, so when you look at uh, Book of Nimrod, I I feel like yeah, there's a lot of um, raw talent in it that is just exceptional um and it's it's amazingly written it was it's it was a that was a very different character for me if if you look at if you look yeah at, uh, Kiki, yeah Kiki's, Kiki yeah. was very different yeah because you know Kiki's a fighter she you know she's going and that's not my you know it is what it is this is not my character you know not me not it's you not me. right right you know what I mean right right like I'm not you know Kiki was out there like listen I'm about my man I will beat you down like, right whatever. right but <laughs> Kiki was winning I was scared with for a second I was like wait I'm a second of, now wait a second wait a second we listen. go from we go from Boston to Philly to like yo I'll beat him I'll beat him MF for right real quick you know what I mean I'll beat yep. him for real quick. She had me, listen, Carla had me in North Philly fighting chicks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at her though. But I understood Kiki. Like, that's the thing. I understood Kiki. And what I loved about that character is, yeah, she she didn't care. Whereas Mia, me, I always yeah. got to think of, yeah. I, I'm, the, I'm the one that thinks of like, you know, the consequences to my actions and, you know, whatever, ladylike and, you know, whatever, whatever. And yeah, Kiki, she allowed me, that was the fun part. Like Kiki allowed me to be opposite of who I really am, like who I am. But at the same time, I understand, I understand someone like Kiki. Mm. I get it because I ha- I can have those moments inside, but I tend to contain mine. Mm. Okay. You know what I okay. mean? So it was, it was fun to be like, oh, okay, I can just let this out. <laughs> <laughs> Like you think, okay. We, we get we get to see Mia scrapping and and and, and throwing yeah. and throwing down and and and, ha- and going at that direction 
Uh, yeah, which is and why Carla I mentioned that once. Yeah, she did mention she said she enjoyed, you know, watching me grow into this character, into the character. She enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. Uh, I, that's why I made mention to it, because I just I would be remiss if I didn't, you know, have that uh, at least, you know, just given that that tidbit, because not everybody yeah, had the pleasure. It's a great series. Not every yeah, no not everyone has the had the opportunity to work with her and you know, I mm-hmm. I really wish I had the opportunity too, but you know, at least I was there to judge her uh the the web series and out of all of the ones that I judged, I was like, Yeah, this is the one. This you know, the book of never Wasn't but, it? Oh, really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, that's that actually brings me to, you know, to one interesting question, you know, because I know that you've been doing a lot of restructuring and, and a lot of, retra- you know, transitioning and doing a lot of other things, but um, uh, do you A, um, do, are we gonna see you back on the big screen at some point in time? <laughs> and, and, and B, um, so this is an A and B question. Uh, a is, you know, at some point, you know, we, we, we miss Mia, at least I do. I'll be selfish. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll say it. I'm selfish. I, I've been like, you know, after a certain amount of time, you want to see, you know, your people, you know, flourish and do well. Yeah, And seeing them absolutely. back, you know, see them on the big screen, you know, when you've seen them do some amazing and awesome stuff. Um, so that's part one. And then part two is, you, would you have an idea as to who you would like to work with or, you know, like your wish list, like, you know, rubber the genie, like this would bring me out of retirement or... I don't want to say retirement, you know, just I would if this person or, you know, if that project, you know, that kind of spark, you know, tickles my fancy, I'll do that. But do you mm-hmm. do you have a wish list as to who you would like to work with? You know, it doesn't matter if it's local yokel or, you know, above and beyond like a Marvel joint, you know, whatever. I'm just curious. Yeah. Um. So to answer the first question, yes, I definitely want to continue acting because um, we miss you. It, we really do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, life just went, you know, in different twists and turns. But I definitely want to continue acting. So that is something I'm still looking at opportunities for and uh, possibly going to Atlanta in May for something. So um, I'll announce that if it actually happens. I can't wait. That's kind of where my my eyes are set. I can't Um, wait. Okay. You heard it here first, y'all. She's trying to think. think. Something I want to work with. Wow. So Ava DuVernay. Dope. uh, I would love to work with, because I know she's, um, you know, obviously an amazing actress, but getting into directorial roles as well. Regina King. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah I would yeah, yeah. I would love to do something with Regina King. Um, do, 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 do. And if I kept it local, um, only because I have interviewed him, but never actually worked with him, Jamal Hill, and he is he is a, a good friend of mine. So cool. Okay. We 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 are. Uh, I haven't talked to him in quite some time, but you know how you have friends and stages of your of your life. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Me and I know Jamal the deal. have a good yeah, we have a good rapport. I've interviewed him for different other films and things that he's done. And so yeah, it would be nice to bring it full circle and, and silly realm to do that, to work with him, yeah. I am shocked in awe to hear that. So that's great. You heard it here first, everybody. She's going to come back at some point. Uh <laughs> she's gonna make a return. I, I can't wait. 
Uh, but I know that you got to take care, you know, with your passions is, is much more, if, if it's not going to, to, if you can't take care of you, you know, if you're not 100, then how can you service, you know, everyone else if you're not right. good? So you got to be good for yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And, you know, sometimes you just mm-hmm. have to just go in a certain direction. And then when God says, yeah, you know, it's time to open up that door. So when Atlanta mm-hmm. comes screaming, you got to come back on, you know, and tell us about that. But here's something, um, that I'm curious about <laughs> what's your guilty pleasures like what are you binge watching anything on television right now streaming service I, just just out of pure stream curiosity like what is your guilty pleasure and if it is like a ratchet show or non-ratchet whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> what doesn't matter I'm, be, cu- I'm curious yeah. I'm just curious you what, know what what's your guilty I, pleasure I'll be honest, I don't really I don't do much of the ratchet I'll be honest well that's um, good that's good so I, can't, I don't yeah I don't have that kind of answer <laughs> I don't like I'm the type of person so you gotta I'll watch something, something meaningful something like you gotta work I love but I like, well, I love comedy and I like meaningful. You know, I do like meaningful. But what the, what killed me with, I guess, the quote unquote ratchet is like sometimes I watch things and I'm just thinking, but why? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't get past the, but why? Like, I just can't. Like, I, and, and I, it's interesting because I'm the same way with comedy. I love, like, true comedy, right? Right, But right. I'm not really into that stupid funny. Like, you know, some stuff, like, you people watch just because it's, like, stupid and they're cracking up. I'll be the only one in the room that's not, not getting laughing. it. Right. And I get you, yo. Like, I so feel you on just, that. I'm with you. Yeah, you're, you're I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, that's, that's not really funny. That's just stupid. Like, yeah, so I can't do that. I love, but I love true comedy. Like, I need, I love, I love, I actually love going to comedy shows. I love stand up comedy. Um, yeah. So, guilty pleasure for me right now, though. Honestly, I listen to a lot of, uh, well, lo and behold, I listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm into the podcast thing. Um, what are some shows I really love? Uh, I'm, I'm Queen Sugar right now. Okay. I love all, I love all American. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm big on All American Clean Sugar. Um. I want. Okay. I'm trying to get caught up on Snowfall. I think Snowfall is great, but I'm you, far behind everybody else. No. You're you 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 are my such a you are so my spirit animal right now. <laughs> so my spirit animal. I am so much in the same boat with most folks that got on the Snowfall train late. <laughs> I was talking to somebody no, but else. Let me tell you. I actually went to the premiere for it in Philly. This was when it first right. came out. Yes. Know, and I saw the premiere and it was great. I right. Was like, this show is dope. It's dope. <laughs> but I fell off and I was like, eh, I'll get back on it and just never got. And I, I feel so bad. I really, really feel so bad not getting on Yeah, the like it's, it's good. It's good. But, um, but I'll say this as far as a guilty pleasure show, and if you follow me online, you probably know once I say it, you'll be like, oh, yeah. One of the, my shows that's just my guilty player that pleasure that's my go-to when I just want to, like, have a good laugh and if, if it was a stressful day or whatever, end of my day, this is it, Golden Girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. To this day. You can to do. To this day, I still rock with my Golden Girls. <laughs> I, I think you know 
certain episodes by frame number, which is how much you are a Golden Girls junkie. Like you can do a quote of any one of those characters and crack yourself up and and not care, not have a flying Um, flu in the world. When I see your post, I'm like, I do know every episode. I know, I know, I knew it. (laughs) Yeah, like every time, no, no lie. Every time I turn it on, whether it's like once or twice a week, because it used to be, this is when I was on air, uh, this was years ago, but when I was on doing the uh, night show in Philly, I was seven to midnight. We were seven to midnight, the home team. So I used to get home late and I just needed something to unwind. I will put, I kid you not, I will fall asleep to Golden Girls. I will come in, put it on in the TV, and like just fall asleep to Golden Girls. That was like how I un- I would unwind. So to, right now, it doesn't matter what episodes you put on. I'll be like, oh yeah, I saw this one. <laughs> I, I, I had to, I had to have seen every episode, every season. Yeah, I've seen it. I've... And second to Golden Girls right now is it must be the same with girls. I love my ladies. Shout out to my ladies. But another one that I watch all the time on Netflix, and I just keep watching is Girlfriends. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, I yeah. watch Girlfriends. <laughs> a Golden Girls Christmas set with all seasons sent to you. I think that will just light up <laughs> if you don't have it already. Is, you know, I don't. You, I don't. there will be. Yeah, listen, there you go. That there's there's a there is a gift card <laughs> right there written in your name all on it with saying, purchase all episodes of Golden Girls right there to your tablet or whatever you know, or just yep. or, or the or, or the actual box set. I think your whole mm-hmm. world. You need to tape that and just say, oh my gosh, like just <laughs> do the do the jig. That would be that would be so amazing. Uh, are you? <laughs> You mentioned that you know you you're not as um, well. I I think you are. I think you're like you, if people pay attention to you, you're you're active on social media. But um, as a you know just a out of the blue, because I think that it's very interesting to cultivate, or it, it's important with the interest to cultivate a lot of good um, a lot of good relationships, uh, a lot mm-hmm. of good you know connecting relationships with folks. Um, are you on Clubhouse? And if you if you're not, have you ever thought about it? Because okay. I hear a lot of people that are in the entertainment space, how they're using it, and just mm-hmm. you know, just what they're just. I'm just curious as to what their takes, you know, what their what their thoughts are on that on that particular space. Yeah. So I do have I do have Clubhouse. Do you? I I do, but let me tell you. I think the first week that I downloaded it was probably like two months ago. Um, I checked into it that first week, maybe week and a half. I was like going in and I was like, I, I, I don't want to. Like, I don't, I, just, I don't know. Even though I hear there's great conversations, I've been invited to certain conversations. And I probably will, because I can see the benefit of it. So I probably would. It's like radio. It a little bit. It really is like but, radio. I when I when I when I got in tune with it, I'm like, yeah, hey, this is something like radio. So you know, from someone who is a, a you know a radio head, like you know that have, have done it, yeah, that have done the space, you know, it, it's I, I, out of curiosity, you know, if that would be, uh, a, you know, something to bridge the gap because, quite frankly, it could patch into other business ventures you know that i know that you mm-hmm. do 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, so just you know, just your thoughts on it. But you, <laughs> you shot away. <laughs> you shot away from like, it because it was like, nah, I think I'm good. because I think because I just felt like sometimes I just feel like there's too many social media. At, there's too many things. Absolutely. So it's like I have to keep on top of my Instagram. I'm keeping on top of, and right now, oh my god! Like first of all, it's it's insane because I have. <laughs> I, I can have imagine. my personal pages. I have the Cafe Mia page. I have the real estate page. I, it's, there's so many entities. There's So there's three different pages on my Facebook. There's three different Instagram accounts. And I'm trying to get, get those in line. And I'm thinking, I can't even think about Clubhouse. Like when that hit, I, I was like, not right now. Not right, right now. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so... Tell me about. You know, I, I'm I'm curious about the uh, the origin of. Uh, I've read it, but you know, for the listeners, they 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 want to probably get the, uh, you know, get the backstory of of your first venture. When I first saw it, I was like, "This is dope. This is effing dope." <laughs> so, tell me, uh, you know, talk to me. How did it get started with uh, with Cafe Mia? So with Cafe Mia, uh, basically anyone that has followed me over the years and and just knows me knows I love coffee. I have a true passion for it. And I didn't realize, actually, I didn't realize what I felt for it was a passion. Mm. I just thought, yeah, I just kind of thought, you know, I really enjoy coffee. And I remember, I remember I, I have a routine and it's been my routine for years. Okay. But I, I, I wake up you know, and I make my cup of coffee and I sit down, like I have to sit down and have my coffee and my prayer time in my morning before I even start my day. Mm. Like if I, for some reason are rushed out of, you know, rushed out the bed or rushed for whatever reason, something right, happens. Right. Like I feel discombobulated. Right. Like I need, <laughs> I need right. my morning routine. I need my mornings to start calmly. So, you know, whenever that doesn't happen, it's like, okay, this day, this day's all over the place. But, it became, it was just my lifestyle. It was, it, it was my thing. You know, I start my day in the morning. Um, and it's, it's my, it's just my alone time. I talk with God, I get my mind right, my spirit right. And I'm, I do in all of that, just enjoying my coffee. And then even in the afternoon, I tend to have a cup in the late afternoon. Um, and I think it started because in doing the different ventures that I was doing, especially when I was on radio and also acting, you know, you're, the day is nonstop. Right, right. And sometimes you just, I noticed for me, for me to be my best self, you know, because with radio, with hosting something, with acting, you, you know, you're giving of your energy. You're constantly giving, giving, giving. Right. And you got to kind of replenish that so not really thinking about it, I just learned myself. I realized in the afternoon, like I'm ripping and running, I just need, I would always, when I was planning my day, I would block out 30 minutes in the afternoon, whether I was leaving, you know, a hosting gig. Let's say I was leaving this hosting gig mm-hmm. at, at, at three o'clock and I knew I had to be somewhere else that evening. I made sure I didn't schedule it until 4.30. I need a window where I, I would either um, stop home, make a cup of coffee, or I'd stop somewhere, get a cup of coffee, and I just sat down. Mm. I would just sit down, 
and quiet because you know how it is. Obviously, listen to us now. We always talking. Absolutely <laughs> right. No, I could. Yo, I, I am. I'm so. I'm so dialed in on this on this process. Like it is. It is yeah, essential. Like, yo, you just need. You need to stop. Have some, have a quiet time, and it just so happened that my quiet time just coincided with my coffee. I would make a cup of coffee, sit down, relax, just sip my coffee and just have my, you know, quiet meditation time, whatever anybody wants to call it. So with that, that's kind of how Cafe Mia came about. I knew that I had a passion for it. I wanted to have a coffee brand. I always wanted a household name. Mm. Uh, now I have, now I have thoughts of owning a coffee shop. I, I, I don't, now I have thoughts of that. Now that I'm back in Philly and I'm here, That's I do think dope. about. Yeah, I do think about eventually having a coffee shop. But before, I always wanted a household name because of I always made my coffee at home. I was never one to really go out and buy coffee. Okay. We we grew up with the coffee maker in the house. We made coffee in the morning. My mom's the same way. My mom would get up in the morning, and I didn't understand it until I was an adult. She, you know, we were kids. She would get up you know, an hour before she even woke us up. Right, right. She got up early, made, you know, did her thing with her coffee, her moment, and then woke the kids up. So, and I get that now. So I always wanted a household name. So that's why I started distributing online. Like, you know, you order, I ship it to you, and it's it's what you have in your home. Right. Um, now, of course, with the way life is, you know, you want to have it in your office at work. Sure, wherever you want to have it, you want to have it. But for me, that's how... Um, that's how it began. And then it just so happened in thinking about all of this, the name, my name Mia in Spanish, when you say Mia, it means mine. Mm. So, and cafe, people say cafe in English, but in Spanish it's cafe. So cafe is just coffee. So my coffee. People look at it. Yeah. So it's, it's my coffee. And that's, that's how it so came. dope and clever. Yeah. <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> and that's all it is. So when I tell people, you know, with test, you know, you're, I always tell people that one of the tags, the tagline is have the perfect moment with cafe Mia, because for me, I'm having the perfect moment when I have my coffee, whether I need just clarity at that moment, whether I just need peace, whether I need energy uh, whatever it is I need at, at that moment, that's what it is with Cafe Mia. So with Cafe Mia, today with Cafe Mia, clarity is mine. Today with Cafe Mia, peace is mine. Today with Cafe Mia, rejuvenation is mine. Mm. It's just, it, it, for me, it's my quiet time, and it's giving me what I need in order to tackle the next whatever it is I, I got to tackle, you know? <laughs> that's super freaking dope. I, I I, all this time, I'm just thinking, oh, yeah, Cafe Mia, it, it makes sense. You know? <laughs> yes. Now, the definition, it just makes it even more impactful. That's, wow. Yeah. Who like came coffee, up with that? that so, so you came up with that name? You didn't have any help with that? Because, you know, 10% is really, that could go off the shelf. Like, hey, Hilarious. Hey, I, 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 um, I put into that, yo. I put into that if it was a you know collaboration <laughs> effort. So that was I all you? Say, I can probably say, yes, it was all me. It was, it, <sighs> wow. I just happened to. Yeah, I just happened to think, I was like, okay, I put it all together. Because what is coffee to me? You know, coffee is, it's, it's clarity. It's this, it's that. What is, what is, it was just, it was literally my lifestyle. That's why I can talk about it so easily. And what, what surprised me was in having conversations with people once I launched it, 
I realized how many people view it the same way. Like coffee is truly for someone who is a coffee lover. Right. It's truly, it's truly an experience. Like if you speak to a true coffee drinker, they're not going just anywhere to get their coffee. Right. No. They're very specific it's about it. Very specific with yes. the flavor. <laughs> I want, I want two sugars. No, not three, two. You know, I just want, it's gotta be this. Yes. It's gotta be blended you like this. You can mess up some coffee. Listen. <laughs> one thing I've one thing I've learned over the years is you do not mess up with someone's coffee. That was like starting war. Yeah. That's that's a war zone yeah. waiting to happen. Yeah. That's and I have to tell people this who are who are somewhat coffee drinkers, but um that put a pound of sugar in your coffee. <laughs> First of all, do you put a pound of sugar in your coffee? No. Why do you breathe like that? No, I oh. I don't. I don't. I, I okay. I know people that do though. That's the crazy part. That I know people that do. They just keep pouring and keep pouring. I I sit there looking at folks like you're about to have a sugar whatever about to right. about to go down. Yes, like one, it's just not healthy for you. Can't be just don't consume all this sugar. Like, right. but what I will say, what I have found in my research of coffee over the years of just loving coffee and tasting different coffees and doing different things, um, festivals and stuff like that, what I noticed is. To me, if you are putting a lot of sugar in your coffee, it's because you're drinking a bad coffee. Oh, wow. Yeah. If you yeah, are yeah, yeah. drinking yeah, yeah. quality coffee, you won't need that sugar. It's not going to taste bitter. It's not going to taste burnt. It's not going to taste all of those things that you're trying to pour the sugar to get that, you know, get away from that taste. Right. It's not going to taste like that. So you just need to switch the level of coffee you drink. That's all. Jam. Jam. <laughs> so nasty coffee is why people put a pound and a half of sugar inside of it because it's the taste it's the nastiest tasting coffee. And they probably won't even admit I've it to themselves. They probably won't even admit it. They're like, yeah. nah, this is this yeah. is just what I do. No. Nah. Because yeah. I've I've done it. I've definitely done it. I can tell when I'm when I'm out somewhere. If I'm out somewhere and I order a cup of coffee and you know, I don't know what it is they carry or whatever, I'm just right. ordering a cup of coffee. Right. You know. I've done it to where I'll do what I normally do. I do use one teaspoon of sugar. Um, so I'll do what I normally do. One teaspoon of sugar, do what I do. If I sip it and I don't like it and I have to add more sugar, to me, I just don't like whatever coffee they serve. Whatever this is, oh, wow. it's not for me. <laughs> and it's serious. It. That's It's serious, yeah. y'all. That's, that's, no, that's no joke. Can you tell I'm passionate? <laughs> right. Beyond passionate, yo. I'm, you know what? I'm even more curious now. What is your favorite flavor? Like, what is your, like, there's oh, all sorts see, of different. A, see, I'm a purist, so oh. I will say I drink regular coffee. I don't do vanilla, hazelnut. Okay. I don't, I'm, I'm not into all of that. I'm a, I'm a purist, so I just want a good cup of coffee. I'll put my one teaspoon of sugar. I might put a little a little bit of cream just to, you know, I, I do like it uh, brown, not real milky. Don't put a whole lot. Um, but, yeah, I don't really do flavors. I don't. Again, if yeah. I'm out somewhere and that's what people have, if I'm at someone's house and that's just what they do, their creamer happens to be hazelnut, it happens to be vanilla, I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't want that. <laughs> I'm not that person. You know what I mean? Right, okay. I, you know, I'll, you know, I'll do it that day. Like I'm, you know, it's fine. I'll drink a cup of coffee, you know, but for me and my, like me personally, yeah, I'm just a purist. I like regular coffee. 
Interesting. And not so you got your cup of coffee and uh you you you're drinking it and you're about to head into the the other passion, you know, so coffee in hand. Yeah. Well, after after you've drank it, let's just say you you've drank it and now you're about to head into your your second passion. Uh I am shocked to hear this, you know, not shocked, but shocked, if that makes any sense. It's like, I didn't know that, but I could see it, but I didn't know that. <laughs> Was, you know, it's real estate. So how did that happen? Yeah, like, okay. So real estate, what happened was, basically what happened was the pandemic. So <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> pandemic happened and put all of us on pause, right? Right, right. So I was put on pause, you know, not knowing what I was going to do, blah, 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 different things. And I'm reading up different articles and just that's the different industries that were still booming throughout the pandemic. And real estate was in the top 10. And that, uh, you know, that struck an interest for me because I did always have an interest in real estate. I always thought to myself, uh, you know, I always thought it would be a fun job. Like I like going in out of homes and I am that person that will come to your house. And if you offer me a tour, I'll take it. Like not everybody, but I'd like to, I just not cause I'm nosy. I just enjoy seeing the structure and the different things in homes. Okay. So I'm not trying to be all up in your business. So it's just, I enjoy that. So somebody was like, Oh, let me show you. Like I would want to see, but I just always had an interest in real estate. Uh, I think it's an amazing thing to help someone make such a purchase. And I, I didn't always put it all together, but once I went to school, you know, throughout the pandemic, cause I was home, I was able, I had the time, went to school for it, you know, passed my exam um, and, and now started working in real estate. One of the things I realized is it does go hand in hand with something that brings me joy Mm. so with radio I just like I don't know some people like making other people happy so (laughs) right 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 I like I like to see the joy in other people and I like to be able to do that right so one of the things I always said in radio people would always ask me you know what was the best part of being on radio what's the best thing and a lot of times people people always ask you know what celebrities did I interview who did I meet who was great blah blah and you know I share those stories but that really wasn't it for me like I don't that wasn't the most joyous thing for me the most joyous thing for me was literally our giveaways if I was giving away a trip Mm. if I was giving away like I always tell people that was like my little Oprah moment. You know, Oprah was always like, you get, you get this, a car, you get, you get a like, car, yeah. you get a house. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> For me, and I know it might sound crazy to people, but it was like my little Oprah moment. The joy that I would hear, even across the phone lines from someone who I just gave something to, it's an amazing feeling. And even when I'm, you know, out on location at places and we're doing some type of giveaway or some grand prize, just the joy. I I always tell people, especially especially today, you know, right now with going through the pandemic we went through, you just don't know what people are going through. Right. Like the average person, you know, driving around Philly when I'm on the air is probably 
either at going to at or leaving a job they can't stand. You think about this. Talk about it. Leave Preach. it. You know what I mean. Preach leaving that. a job they can't stand, or they might like their job, but at this particular time they got a boss they don't like or a a coworker they got to deal with that for whatever reason they not clicking and whatever it is that's just you know causing some type of you know anxiety in your day you're, you're you're dreading your day because of x y and z and literally some concert tickets that i can give you just made your whole week Listen. like that's how they they would be so grateful <sighs> and i just loved that i always say like i get i get to make some really great moments for people right and and again even with even with film, you get to do that because you touch people in certain ways, depending upon the film and the character and mm-hmm. all those things. You get to give people these memories, these moments, and not really knowing it until I was actually in it. I will say real estate for me, when I got into it, I was like, oh, yeah, I would love to show people houses and, and do this and blah, blah, blah. But the bigger picture to it is that, you know, when you get to that settlement table, Mm-hmm. There you go. Come on and now. Come on you know now. What I mean, when you get to that settlement table, and now you can hand these, you can hand your client these keys, and the the because you know going through shopping for a house and settlement and, and getting approved and getting the loan and blah, blah blah, it can be you know anxiety up and down, up and down, you know, until you finally get there, and then you get there, and I get to hand you these keys, and that moment of like joy and relief, like oh, it's actually it's finally mine, like that's that's just really joyous for me. And even if, even on the seller side, this property could be giving you a headache because I've been a part of that. I had property in Philly one time that was just giving me a headache. It was a rental. It was that, that time it was giving me a headache. And I was, I was in Georgia trying Mm. to manage like, so it was, it was just too much for me. So I ended up putting it up for sale. And, and again, as a seller, settlement day was a moment of relief for me i was like okay cool that's one thing like Off I, my I plate. Can really, yeah I, yeah i can i can now let i can breathe i can let go of this i can breathe you know what i mean and it's someone else's joy so yeah those all of those like for me if i'm doing something it's got to bring some type of joy to people do you rem- i don't know do you remember that first uh your first sale you know when you gave when you when when, when someone the, the first house that you that you, it was this was a Mia Mendez approved sale, you know for a crib. <laughs> what, do you remember that and and when walk uh, walk me through that like how was that feeling like what was that what was that looking like? So at this point, I've done a lot of leases. So not actual at this point. I've done because again, you gotta remember I'm new. Not so, yet, then. Okay. <laughs> yes, so not but, yet. Okay. Um, okay. I am. I am currently showing homes um, to an individual. I'm currently showing, and I'm hoping we find something that they like and we can close on because uh, that's the thing. Also, this market is kind of crazy right now. Houses are flying, so it is a seller's market. If you're somebody, if you are looking, if you're even thinking about possibly selling property, selling your home, thinking about, um, you know, even just wondering, like, I wonder what my house is actually worth. What could I get? You know, maybe right. I would sell it, blah, blah, blah. Like, now would be the time to look into it. Uh, you can reach out to me, of course. <laughs> but um, now would be the time to look into it. It is definitely a seller's market. Uh, but there are also people that are just looking um, for, I'm, I'm doing right now, 
uh, what I've recently done is leasing commercial property. Okay. Um, okay. Which is which is a great thing as well because people have businesses that they're starting and doing and they want you know the space for it. So you know they have that joy. Like finally, I have a space. You know. <laughs> They right? have that joy. Listen, yeah, right. that, that's still yeah. that's still great. That hey, if it wasn't yeah. the home, if it wasn't the home, the first lease, like what was 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 the was the you know the people that were like oh my god, thank you so much. Like you don't Absolutely. know. That's so yeah. dope. I've had um I've had a female who I didn't know this, but like she you know in in just working with her and and going through the process her first time doing any of this like wow filling out that filling out the application to get approved for the lease and like literally first time doing like and she said she's like oh my god Mia you're helping me on my journey like I feel like such a grown-up and well you know those things are amazing to me it's like oh that's because I remember the first time I signed a lease for my first apartment and it was like, yo, I'm doing a grown up thing. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Yeah. You right. feel, and, <laughs> you know, everybody's at different and that's the thing in real estate, you will find everybody's at a different playing field in their life. Like somebody who, you know, may have already owned two houses might not think it's a big deal to lease an apartment, but for somebody else who for different situations in their life may have always lived with someone, you know, um, and then it's like they finally like, no, I want my own. Like, I'm going to figure this out on my own. And, and I happen to be the real estate agent they connect with. And I get to be that in the in that the steps in their journey of adulthood, in a sense. What? You know? Listen. You know? <laughs> let me, yo, let me go ahead, girl. Do yeah. your, do your yeah. thing. Do your thing. Do your yeah. thing. I, you know, that wow so how can yeah. the people find you if they want to get some coffee <laughs> and when they when they <laughs> right. get their coffee where can they find you also to uh you know to buy their home not least because we, we doing home buying right at this point we going to the oh, stars yes 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 um so uh for the coffee the website is cafe mia.coffee just want to make sure people have that so it's cafe mia.coffee Basically, all you do is order online, and I ship it to you. So it's it's pretty simple. Um, and then for the real estate, it is homes via Mia, homes via Mia. dot kw. dot com, homes via Mia. dot kw. dot com. Shout out to Keller Williams. That is the brokerage that I work with right now. So uh, that would be my website. And I don't know. All my social medias are everywhere, but. If they don't know, they don't know today, right? If they don't know, you're going to know today. So you heard it here. Yes. Get your coffee and then go get your home at the same time. You know, yes. with my homie. You got to get the coffee for the home. You got to get the coffee. You know, put the, you know, that would be dope. You know, that would be a dope, yes. that would be a dope thing. You know, like if you, mm -hmm. you, you know, as soon as you know that they got the crib, like give them yep. a, give them a package of, of cafe meat. Yes. You yep, know, it's all like, in the that's plan. That's all in the plan. Everything, you know, it's all coming together. Into, listen, listen, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> it's all in the plan. <laughs> so, my dear, my gosh, man, it's listen. I, 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 I can't even. I'm, I'm still stumbling over words that I got. Mia Mendez on the line right here. So, we've reached uh, this part of the show uh, where I ask the questions 
Um, oh God, I'm scared. Oh no, there's nothing. Because I used to do this in radio, so I already listen. <laughs> don't, be, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. So, when I started doing this, um, I said, "Wouldn't it be cool if I was to ask my guests the questions?" And because of most of the bulk of my guests, they are entertainers, you know, actors, directors, producers, mm-hmm. or whatever, and specialty guests that do multi, you know, they have they have plenty hats, you know, they multiple streams of income along with their entertainment because you know that's how you thrive. But I've always wanted to ask these questions, so I believe what I'm been called is the the torch. Someone's passing the torch to me, and I am now the mm. torchbearer for asking these questions. Oh man! These were these were questions that were famously asked by the late James Lipton from the Actor Studio. Oh wow! And okay. you know, unfortunately, because of his untimely demise, you know. I don't know if actors will ever get that opportunity to get that same treatment. So I said, why not ask my guests? So if you would, my dear, indulge me in just a couple of these questions. Well, it's okay. all really. And if you've seen the show, then you kind of know where I'm going with this. But, you know. I, I just I, I'm I'm a lover of, of I movies. I feel like I'm not gonna have good answers. No, it, you I'm know not what? Good at this. You'd okay. be surprised. You'd be surprised. It's it's you you got it. You got this. You got this, girl. You got this. <laughs> so if I may, my first question to you is, Mia, what is your favorite word? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> don't laugh. So. Oh snap! This is funny. Um, I'm not a cusser, like in like you know I do it for acting on film and stuff. But I'm someone in like in, most of my friends know that like, uh, I just don't cut. I don't cuss. I know that too. Um, yes. So, um, but won't and it's not a cuss word, but it's like the only way. It's just a, a, a funny word to me that I like to say, so I find ways to have to say it. But I love heifa. <laughs> And I don't even really mean it like in a bad way. I really don't. I could like, some one of my friends could be doing something just silly, you know, that I just think is silly. I'm like, why she she played too much or whatever. And I'll be like, this heifer. She over here. She over here. I used to hear that in my household growing up all the time. I'm like, who and is that's the thing? Who is I don't Heffa? even know how I don't even know how I got it. I really don't because my I didn't grow up with like my mom didn't say it. I don't know where in my childhood or where it was that I heard it, but wherever I heard it, I think because it was foreign to me, it's not something like my family said. Maybe because it was foreign, I found it so comical. That I was like, I like that word. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> this heifer. Her favorite word, people, is heifer. That's hilarious. All right, so reverse of that, what is your least favorite word? Um, my least favorite word. Who? It's it's. Mm, I don't even want to say it because I don't like. Okay. 
So the le- the one thing I don't understand um, is when people put how can I separate because I don't even like saying it. It's it's basically a word two two words that people put together, but they it has to it has, for them it has to go together. So no way when they say no no no, no. when people say God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, later down the line, you see me talking to separate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like, I don't, I kind of cringe when people do that. And a lot of people do. But me and my my world, I'm just like, "Uh, can we not do that? Like, I just, yeah. But a lot of people, for some reason, it's a a thing. And yeah, I don't like it. (laughs) I can dig it. I can dig it. I can dig it. I don't like it. There's a lot of words I don't like, though. I but, can go down. But that's but like that it. is the top top tier cringe. <laughs> yeah, I w- yeah. Hair hair standing up like ugh. Yeah, like I don't like you know I don't like the b word. I don't reference myself as one. I know it's it's like a socially cultural thing to you know for women to embrace it in a sense. Mm. Um, but I'm not one that embraces. I'm not of that. I don't know. I just was raised different. So I get it, you know, for people that do, you know, to each they own is cool. But for me, um, no, I'm not calling myself a bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not. Mm -hmm. not. (laughs) You a bad insert insert Trina word right there yeah, yeah. like I, so yeah like I'll, like that's a word I don't like but you know but I can deal with that more so than the other one <laughs> right gotcha um what excites you or turns you on hmm so huh, hmm um, what excites me? The first thing that popped into my head was just like live music, like someplace with some live jazz music. Okay. Um, yeah, that's the first thing that popped like excite. Like if I if you if you said I we were going someplace and there was going to be live music, that's like a perfect evening to me. I'd be like, yes, I'm all there. You're already <laughs> da- you're already dancing. You're like, mm, I'm like, mm, 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 yes, mm, let's mm, go. Um, that and probably the opportunity to go someplace uh like the opportunity to go to someplace with a nice beach and just be able to be by the ocean water got it yeah yeah so what turns you off um besides hearing someone saying that they're a bad bee (laughs) (laughs) so crazy um me off. Um, there is no so, right or there is no right or wrong answer, by the way. So, whatever I'm hits you, go with, I'm gonna go with disrespect. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you on that. I'm gonna go I, with disrespect. I definitely like. Feel- yeah, that'll in 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 any realm that would turn me off. Whether you know, in whether it's like in a personal relationship whether it's like a family member whether it's co-worker whether it's yeah just just respect that would that would definitely change my viewpoint of the person you're the first person ever said that by the way i've never heard that but i can dig it really yeah I, Ooh, I've, that heard, gets under my... I've heard a lot yeah. but that's disrespect is a, is a is a first so that's yeah i can dig I'll... it Left situations off of some disrespect. Oof, listen, 
I already know how that go, man. Sometimes you gotta listen. Yeah, like, uh, and and it's yeah. what's crazy is that maybe they don't even get it that they're doing it, and it's like, oh, words. So this true. is this is just organic this for you. This is who you are. Yeah, that's just right. who you is, right? That's mm-hmm. the scare. That's that's the scary part. That's it's beyond like, scary. Oh, this is, yeah, it's like, oh, this is who you are. It's like, oh yeah, no, I can't in a business relationship in a. Like no, yeah, no. We need to have a conversation, and I need to know that it's never going to occur again, right. or you know, something. But it, it, it's pretty deep at the levels. You got to watch it. Got to think further than just like that one instance. So, you know, what sound or noise do you enjoy? A sound or noise? What's like? Oh, uh, <laughs> a sound or noise? Um, you know what? Good, I do. This, these are good I questions, aren't like they? Yeah, these are good questions, not, aren't they? <laughs> I didn't realize how much. I'm just sitting here thinking I didn't realize how like into nature I am, but because I just said ocean, but I'm also I'm thinking two things: the sound of the waves, mm-hmm. and I'm also thinking of birds chirping. I like Sometimes that. I hear birds. I hear birds in the morning chirping, and I used to think that that would be something that would annoy me. But I actually find it very pleasant. They sound happy. I could dig that. I could dig that. Yeah, they sound happy. So yeah. What sound or noise do you absolutely despise? Since we're talking about you thought that would that noise yeah. would annoy you, but what would be yeah. what's a sound or noise do you know like nah, I can't stand that noise? Um, I I won't say like chance, but I'm not big on um like motorcycles you know how people when they're next to you right they, I, I don't even know you call that rev it rev up revving yeah rev yeah, yeah 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 when they do that and they're like in the i'm in the car and you're right next to me and i gotta hear that or even like those loud cars you know how people make their cars loud on purpose right do the, whatever to the muffler or right. whatever they do right i don't know just make like it... that is super yeah right make... i don't like that at all they do, like, they do that intentionally. They do that intentionally to to just to just to be heard. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're just grasping for attention. Like, no, I don't care that you're next to me. I don't care what whatever type car that is. I don't care. Like, just be quiet. Just drive down the street. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture you rolling down your window and say, "Hey, could you just be quiet? You don't have to do that." <laughs> And they're like, I'm actually, I'm actually the opposite. Like, it'll be summer and my windows will be down and I'm driving and like somebody, you know, some guy on a bike will come next to me and make that noise. I don't know why you did it. And I'll literally oh roll my window up. I literally, <laughs> I literally look at them and roll my window up. If you, like, if you ever wanted to get, that would have been, you want to, you want, you want to get downplayed real hard, real quick. <laughs> Re- go clo- go close to your window, rev it, and look at it like do the head nod, and then see what happens. You get the smile, you get the whatever, you get that side eye look, and then the window raise just nice and slow, and then pull off. Worst letdown ever. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm that person. That's a scene. That's a scene in the movie. That's got to be a scene in the movie. Um, <laughs> so crazy. Uh, so what profession um, of the profession that you've done over the years 
what you other than those that you've done, what would you attempt to do outside of what you've been doing? Um, what would you take a stab at professional wise? Oh, wow. Uh, that I feel like I'm prepared to do or I just wish that I could. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, it's like, I would do that. Let me try that. Um, that's hard. Maybe... See, that's just the creative aspect of me. I'm thinking like sculpting. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking sculpting. Yes. Sculpting. <laughs> is that boring? That's no, boring. that is not boring at all. You know how much <laughs> you, you know how much sculptors make? I mean, come on. That's right upstairs. That's right up there with engineers, yo. That's yeah. that takes talent. <laughs> Try to sculpt something right now. See just see how you work. See how it works. Like, you know, see the globally gloop just fall to the ground, like, oh god. Like, I got this. Right. And then you see the person that's like doing all this crazy stuff with their clay and like making masterpieces like wow this makes me want to burn my easel man <laughs> so sculpting is that that is very cool uh what profession would you absolutely not do <laughs> or you would despise doing the first thing that popped in, i don't know why uh popped in my head was like working at a zoo working at a zoo <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not doing it i'm not i don't know why that just popped in my head but I'm like, no, no. So a zookeeper, no hats. Yeah, no, no, not working at no zoo, not digging with these animals. Like, <laughs> copy that. I, that would be weird. Like, I, I think they're dope. Like, I love animals. You know, I love cats actually. But yes, yes. I I love animals, but like to actually clean after them and all that. You know, mm mm. I don't want to do that. Picturing you with a shovel, with a whole host of pile of horse dung just sitting there in the horizon, and it's like, that's all you, Mia. Go ahead, knock it out. And you're like, That just made me think of, I just watched it like two days ago. It made me think of Netflix, Concrete Jungle. Really? Oh, Concrete Concrete Cowboy. Cowboy. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Concrete Cowboy. It just made me think of that. Yes, I did. And okay. there's like scenes where you haven't seen it yet. It's on my bucket list. Got to. I mean, okay. not my bucket no, no, list. It's on wanna, my. Like, it's on I my. I don't want to spoil that's, it. Hey, but obviously, horses are in it. So right. obviously, there are ports where they're cleaning the stable, and I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm like, yo. I wish I was on that uh, on that set. That that was uh, that was one of yeah, those. Yeah, that, that would have been great. Yeah, one of those projects that I was like, it, it just slipped by me. But <sighs> that's all right. Got, we got Creed. Take the time, yeah. We got Creed Check coming. Check it out, though. Oh, I will. yeah, Creed's coming up. Creed is yes, coming up, so let's, let's cross fingers and uh, see yes. what happens with that. And lastly, if heaven exists, and for you, I know that you're a very spiritual person, so I know it does exist. Uh, <laughs> what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, that makes, and I, I don't know, it makes me think of the song, but um, when I first heard the song, I was just like, yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, there's a gospel song where he sings about God saying, well done. Like One of my favorite entered. songs, by the way. Well yeah. Done. Yeah. When that first came out and he played and I played, I, well, you know, I heard it. I was like, that would be awesome. Like just welcome and well done. Like, yeah, like good, good job. Yeah. That would be dope. That would be dope. <laughs> wow. Well, you guys heard it. I think it. he would say, he's going to say that to us. 
We did some good things in life. <laughs> <laughs> I think you. I think they would be a party. They'd be like, "Yo, guess who's coming up? Yo, this you is what? good." Ah! Saint Peter be like, "Yo, you let's crazy. get it. Let's get it. Let's get it." <laughs> no, of course, you know. It, saying that you know in hindsight now that I'm thinking about it you know it's like yeah we don't want there we don't want that to happen because we want to live full lives but you know it would be cool if we can just like have like you know a soul train type deal when we go up there and be like mm, yeah, yeah getting it getting it mm. <laughs> just getting it just dancing just you know? a big old party just a big old party right <laughs> really wow well you guys heard it here first ladies and gentlemen I want to thank my most honored guest, Miss Mia Mendez, for giving her precious time and showing love to this show today. Mia, my Lord, my God, such a beautiful, wonderful, amazing person. I simply cannot thank you enough. Truly means the world to me, and I really appreciate it, yo. No, thank you. I, I'm glad you asked. I was I was surprised when you asked. I was like, oh, sure, I'd love to. <laughs> Word? We got to come back now for part two because, you know, part two is even better when, you, you you know, we got more stuff. Like, remember that? Remember when we said this? Oh, it's going to get yes. juicier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you so, so much, Mia. You're very welcome. Thank you. And now, a moment of poetry. I am not your game, your challenge, your puzzle, your erection, your trophy, your itch, your bed, your morning after. Not your temporary, your arm candy, your filler, your release not your bragging rights. I am not your hole. I'm not your phone number on the bathroom wall. I'm not your cause, your effect, your purpose, your submission, your obsession, your smut, your leftovers. I'm not your prey, nor your conquered. I'm not your fulfillment, your rhapsody, your savior. I am not your therapy. I'm not your hangout corner, your bank deposit box. I'm not a place where you can bury your secrets, not your trash bag, your collection plate, your sugar jar. I am your rib that you keep breaking. I am your gristle. I am your spirit ache. I am the reminder of your hole that only God can fill. That was Jazz with her piece, Hole. For more information, you can visit her website, www.reverbnation.com forward slash jazz singer that's j-a-z-s-i-n 
G-E-R. And there, you can find links to her Facebook fan page and to her Amazon to purchase her book, Serenading Flowers, a book of dedications. On behalf of the Lewis of All Experience, we say thank you to all of you who are listening. And if you are new here, please subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll never miss out on any of our future episodes with these awesome, amazing, and wonderful guests that are emerging on the scene. Check us out on Instagram at the Lewis of All Experience. Leave a message or share what you think about the show. And who is your wish list guest that we should have on? You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and now iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. So until we meet again, be blessed, create, and as always, rock steady. The Lewis Duvall Experience is a production of Soul Magic Studios.